Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com. So sorry for the interruption, but we have a quick announcement. We've just put together a quick app to consolidate past and upcoming episodes of this show. To download the app, simply use your cell phone camera to scan the QR code on the screen. Then, simply add the app to your home screen for easy access and a better experience. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they launched their businesses. Before we get started with today's guest, please follow Rami's Instagram account so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you'd like to watch previous episodes, simply click on Rami's IGTV section or scan the QR code at the beginning of this video to download the app. If you'd like to get more information and analytics about each guest, simply visit the podcast website at takingyoutothetop.cf. Now, let me spend a moment to introduce today's guest before Rami gets started. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Conant Leadership. Conant Leadership is a mission-driven community of leaders and learners who are championing leadership that works in the 21st century. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Without further ado, are you ready to take it to the top? A few moments later. Doug, welcome to episode 17 of Taking You to the Top. Um, to get us started, um, if you wouldn't mind, maybe take us back from the beginning. Tell us where you're from, where you started your journey, and how that led you to becoming the founder of your company. Okay. Uh, in 25 words or less? Just as many words as you like. <laughs> no. Uh, first of all, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, my story, I can make it a long story. I will make it a short story. Uh, I grew up outside of the city of Chicago and I, uh, uh, in a small village. And I went to high school there. I went to college and graduate school at Northwestern University and the Kellogg School of Management as part of Northwestern University. I went straight through. I graduated when I was 24. I went on to work for four food companies over the course of my over 40 year career. And uh, we'll talk about how it started, which was very bumpy. But um, uh, ultimately I went on to become president of Nabisco Foods, president and CEO of Campbell Soup Company, and then chairman of Avon Products. And when I retired from all that, I founded my company, Conant Leadership which is all about championing leadership that works in the 21st century. Most of the practices of the 20th century are useful, but they are insufficient. So I'm trying to contribute to the conversation as we try and find new, more enlightened ways to lead in this century. So that's my story in a nutshell. 
So Conant, Conant Leadership, um, who, who are your clients? Uh, first of all, um, uh, I founded the organization and I take no salary. Uh, uh, we, I have five people that work for me full time now. Uh, we charge enough from some teaching work I do and from speaking engagements to cover the cost of the staff. And then typically we make more than that and then we give that away to uh, like-minded organiz nonprofit organizations that need help. So uh, that's our model. We really don't have any, we don't do consulting uh, in the traditional sense. I talk to lots of people and uh, provide advice, but I don't charge for it. I'm just trying to be helpful. So that, that's a, sort of a crazy business model, but uh, I've done reasonably well in my career so that I can afford to have this model and uh, being pay, having an opportunity to pay forward all of the good fortune I had as I slogged through 40 years in the corporate arena. Sure. So uh, just to, to summarize that part, the only income or the the funds that are running the company are only from the speaking engagements. Speaking engagements and teaching. Uh, I run I run boot camps and a few other things where I lead people th uh, through a process that I've developed over 20 years to help lift their leadership to new heights. It's just chronicled in a new book I released. Uh, I launched it on March 5th in a at a book event on Park Avenue in New York, and on March sixth, we canceled the we canceled the rest of the tour because of the pandemic. Oh, so wow. it's not a good time to launch a book into the teeth of a global pandemic. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, yeah. So I guess this this company, since it's it's being funded by yourself. Yeah. Did you when you started the company? How what was the the marketing channel, or how did you spread the word, or was it because of the the network that you created over the forty years? My my, my persona uh, was fairly prominent in in the United States business community. I had been chairman of a large industry association. I had been chairman of the conference board in New York. I was chairman of uh, an organization called CECP, which has 220 Fortune 500 CEOs as members. I had written a New York Times best-selling book. Uh, I had been associated with uh, real success in, in, in two prior companies. So I, I had a persona that, that was sufficient to, uh, to get us off the ground. And, uh, and I leveraged that. And quite frankly, uh, I was, I mean, I was technologic. I was not, social media was a foreign concept to me because I'm an old guy. Uh, I may not be a dinosaur, but I'm still a Neanderthal. And uh, so uh, I can remember when we had our first hundred followers on Facebook and Twitter and we don't promote ourselves really. All we do is just try and promote the conversation around enlightened leadership for the 21st century. And you know, we slowly over 
seven years now, built up a general following of about over 400,000 people that are talking about this stuff every day. And uh, that creates a platform for us to do other things as well. But uh, that's all basically uh, no cost other than uh, some people who helped me administer it. Sure. I mean, this is one, one uh, part that I, I find either it takes a very, like, through time and through your network, it, you can very quickly launch a company mm -hmm. versus someone who's uh, just maybe starting his journey now. The process, I guess, is completely different. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, it wasn't that I actually had a plan. I was, I had, I was in a near fatal car accident, uh, in 2009 and Sorry. I, uh, and, uh, I stayed on as CEO for another two years at my company, but it was time. I had been a CEO there for 11 years and it was time for me to move on and do other things. Plus I had some more surgeries involved. So, I took some time off, and then when I was healthy again, I started to get re-engaged in the corporate world and didn't really have a plan, but I had established a, a reputation over time that was useful, and so I decided to leverage that and pursue my passion, which was helping people figure out how can I lead a little better tomorrow than I did today, because one thing we know is tomorrow will always be more challenging than today was. So uh, that's, and so I just sort of followed my people. Uh, what do they say? They say, uh, find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. And, and so this is what I love doing. And uh, I must say, I am working at it right now as I'm trying to reimagine it in a virtual world. But I find that interesting too. For sure. Um, so this, this next section is about problems that can be solved. Uh, the audience mm -hmm. of this podcast is mostly entrepreneurs just starting all the way to accomplished CEOs like yourself, mm -hmm. uh, who may be able to, maybe through answering the following questions, come up with a persistent problem maybe that you're facing in the last few weeks, let's say, uh, that maybe somebody just starting their journey or don't have an idea yet um, can maybe give a give it a shot at solving that specific kind of problem. Yeah. So I, I guess have, <laughs> I have two big I have two problems. I launched a book right into a global pandemic. Had to shut that down. I'm trying to find a way to revitalize that book virtually. Okay. I also. Uh, had speaking engagements planned uh, in person, which have all been shut down. I'm trying to reinvent that virtually. I also teach personally. Those, these are my sources of income. I also teach in places where I am paid and all those teaching engagements have been shut down and I'm trying to reinvent my, my teaching virtually. So, uh, Obviously, my theme is how do I reimagine my operation uh, in a virtual way? And I'm using social media. I'm participating in many more of these podcasts than I probably ever would have uh, to, to reach more people to talk about my philosophy and my book, The Blueprint, 
and also to uh, to provide some help to people as they're going through this pandemic experience. But our challenge is really how do we advance our profile and contribute even more, be more helpful to people in a virtual world than we were in the old world, which was more high touch. Now I'm trying to bring high touch uh, virtually. And the exciting thing is I'm reaching more people, many, many, many more people. Okay. But I, and I'm trying to find ways to engineer the high touch piece into this so that it's more than just a talking head on a screen uh, trying to uh, help somebody find their way through things. So it's, it's an interesting dilemma. That's my challenge. So actually, what, what are you using at the moment or since the pandemic started? Has it been more like a Zoom sort of I, conference? I, I live on Zoom. I live on <laughs> Zoom. And... Uh, uh, in my home office, we've migrated over to Teams on Microsoft, okay. and uh, uh, and that's actually facilitating better interaction and better communication sure. for my team, because we're all spread out, and uh, Teams is working nicely for Microsoft. Zoom is the the plat the platform for all of these things and all my speaking engagements right now it will be fascinating to see how this marketplace transforms itself over the next two years with new right. technologies but so, zoom is my technology now so zoom is good up to a point until the like you want to get very personal with your uh community or personal with whoever you're teaching yeah it's missing that element I guess it's missing that element and what I'm doing with zoom that I'm planning to do with zoom we're actually uh, moving to a, a virtual teaching situation in October uh, we're 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 creating that capacity to smartly move in and out of small working groups uh, from the large group to small working groups connecting groups together to solve issues and address things in real time uh during the course of the uh of the teaching and uh that's what we're attempting to do in order to uh in order to create make this a little more conversational because you can't do it otherwise and so uh that's how we're trying to make it more interactive we're also trying to uh we're having meetings in advance of meetings to set the table so people can actually know each other personally before I'm teaching, before we go to class and we're saying okay you're going to be in a work group of four we, we'd like to recommend you four get together here are the questions you should answer and you should have your conversation and really get to know each other before you ever come to class and there, there are four people who are at comparable levels in organizations mm -hmm. uh, and have maybe some similar functional interests. Let's say they're all interested in technology or global supply chain or marketing. And we put them in these groups and we try and help them prosper before they ever come to class. So that by the time we come to class, they can't wait to see each other again and to meet the other groups. So we're trying to reimagine how all this will work. And it's 
it's interesting, but uh, it, it's a challenge. And I haven't seen anybody do it particularly brilliantly yet, but I don't know, you know, the, the, the uh, virtual world is filled with things I don't know about. So uh, anyway. I think, I mean, from the way you explained it, it absolutely makes sense, but it may be a very manual process to get all of that set up and have people yeah. come out of the main group and discuss and come back. So we've done yeah, it. I've done it in some test case. We've done it in some other organizations where I'm on the board. So we've, I've seen how it works and uh, we're just trying to use it to be as fluent about the technology as we can be, get as much out of it as we can knowing that today it's limited and it'll probably much be much better a year or two from now. We just have to be as good as what's out there now uh, so that we're fully competitive with anybody else. Sure. Okay, Doug, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I have this section called the famous five. Um, yeah. Basically, it's just a bunch of quick fire questions to learn more about sure. you personally. So uh, number one, What's your favorite business book? Actually, other than, it's, it's other than your own. First, uh, actually, it's the one that had the most profound influence on me was written by Stephen Covey, and it was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It wasn't positioned as a business book, but it, it helped me on my leadership journey more than any other book I've ever read. Okay. Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I have three that are... Uh, I have uh, 42 people who work for me have gone on to be CEOs. Okay. And I love all of them. <laughs> but I'm not going to mention any of them right now. So I did, it's just a disclaimer. Uh, I have three that I'm really following with interest now. Uh, uh, Sadia Nadella from uh, Microsoft and uh, Tim Cook from Apple, two technology-oriented companies. Yep. And a woman by the name of Beth Ford from Landa Lakes. It's a food company. It's $15 billion food company. She's the first openly gay woman to run a Fortune 500 company. I've had a chance to meet her and speak to her company. It's a really cool company. And I'm seeing how she's pioneering. And interestingly, uh, two of the three uh, are gay, Tim Cook and uh -huh. Beth Ford. Sadia Nadella has a disabled child, and I'm on the National Organization of Disabilities as a board member, and he's actually partnering with us to do some special things. Fantastic. So what I see these people doing, these leaders doing, is they're leading their companies, they're making sure their corporate strategies are right, but they're advancing their cultures and their social responsibility mm -hmm. in ways that I think is quite healthy. So I love the way they're creating both economic and social value. Sure. Uh, sorry, the, the last um, CEO you mentioned, Beth Ford, what was the name of the company? Land O'Lakes? Land O'Lakes, L-A-K-E-S. It's an amazing food company that was run by actually someone who used to work for me who became a CEO. So uh, this is his successor. Perfect. Um, and number three, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? I'm assuming Zoom. Uh, Zoom, 
but we we have a lot of conversation going on on LinkedIn on social media with with the appropriate talent base. We're also in Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but for for my corporate communications, uh, LinkedIn is useful. Um, number four, if you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would that be? Um, Conan O'Brien, he's a late-night host, television yep. host here in the United States. Uh, he had a, uh, he has, he's said something that has always stuck with me. Uh, work hard, be kind, and amazing things will happen. Work That's hard. what I would uh, Be kind, and amazing things will happen. I don't think there's any substitute for hard work. And if you attack it with a kind spirit, you will win people over and you will galvanize groups to do amazing things. So I, I, think, I think that's a formula. It's not a quick win formula, but I think quick wins are few and far between and, and they don't last too long. So I'm more of a building things uh, of enduring value. And that's how I think you do it. And that's what I would tell myself. And I would pay more attention to it when I was 20. And number five, how many, of our, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six to eight. I think you have to. You know, this yeah. is a marathon, not a sprint. We actually had a, the, uh, there's a famous sleep doctor from Cornell who was the most famous sleep doctor of his time in the United States. He was actually on the Oprah show talking about how you sleep. We had him come talk to our team and, uh, and he challenged us to, to get our sleep because we couldn't lead effectively without it. So I'm pretty religious about that, pretty disciplined. I mean, six is, uh, is six enough? No, but that's why I said six to eight. But, you know, we have days where we have to work late and get up early. Uh, but in the fullness of time, you got to, I find seven or eight is enough. Uh, six is pushing it, but I can, I can do six. I'm an early riser, so I can go to bed at 10 and get up at four in my time. Okay. It's sort of, and, that, and I can do, I can't do that every day, but I can do that. Definitely. Okay, Doug, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm sorry for taking up part of your lunch break. Well, I'm happy to do it. And I admire the fact what you're, the pioneering work you're trying to do with your work. And uh, I wish you all the best going forward. Thank you so much, Doug. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Take care. Today's episode is sponsored by audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com.